Welcome to the Reading Teachers Playbook, a podcast for upper elementary reading teachers. I'm your host, Eva Mireles, and here we will talk about all things reading instruction, time management, and mindset. Being an upper elementary reading teacher comes with a unique set of challenges. You are tasked with helping students understand text on a deep level, preparing them for their state assessment, and remediating non-readers, all while trying not to turn students off of reading altogether. You need a playbook of ideas that helps you meet the needs of all your readers and gives you tips that you can use today. I am here to be your teaching bestie, encouraging you to step out of your comfort zone and hold you accountable for the things you said you wanted to try. Together, we can cut through the noise of all things reading instruction and help you figure out what your students need most right now. Hey, Literacy Leader. This summer, I am hosting an upper elementary read and respond series that's going to take place July 13th and 14th. Come and hang out with me and learn about how to read and respond to argumentative text, nonfiction text, and poetry. I do have combo deals that we can take two workshops or all three. You can also get your administrator to pay for it. So please click the link in the show notes to learn more. Let's jump into this week's episode. Welcome to this episode of the Reading Teacher's Playbook. This is the second episode in our reflection series. In the last episode, we talked about the importance of reflection and thinking about what is going right in our classrooms as it relates to literacy, um, what is going right right now, as well as what has gone right during the school year. If you missed that episode, you'll want to go back and catch that one as the episodes are designed to work together. Now that we have reflected on what is going right in our upper elementary literacy classrooms, I want us to think about the second question that I would ask my second year teacher PLC, and that is, what is one challenge you are currently having and what have you already tried? So of course, because this is the Reading Teacher's Playbook, we're going to talk about this as it relates to literacy instruction or your literacy classroom as a whole. So let's jump into this week's episode and think about the what, the why, and the how of asking ourselves this question. So let's start with the what. As a way to review, let's think about the definition of reflection that we talked about last week. Uh, To reflect means to think deeply or carefully about. Remembering that Merriam-Webster's Dictionary goes on to explain that reflective people are people who reflect on things, that is, look back at things that have been done or said in order to think calmly and quietly about them. We want to be thoughtful in our practice or slash profession of education. Therefore, we want to be reflective educators. This week, we are going to do that thing that I said that we are really good at doing in the last episode, and that's looking at what is not working in our classrooms. Of course, I'm going to put my own spin on this so that we are being productive, and that's to focus on one challenge. We may have 99 problems, but let's just focus on one. Let's also hone in on what we've already done. What does it mean to focus on one challenge at a time? It means that we narrow our focus and zone in on one thing at a time. As much as we think we are great multitaskers, the truth is that we really can only focus on one thing at a time. What does it mean to think about what we've already done? Chances are that you've already tried a few things to help with the challenge that you're currently dealing with and you're on with (coughs) dealing with now or on, on an ongoing challenge that keeps coming up. 
I know that you are not sitting around throwing your hands up and doing nothing. You've tried a couple of things already. As far as an end of the year reflection, you may want to think about what was a recurring problem this year? What would pop up for you and your students again and again? So let's recap. We reviewed the definition of reflection, which was to think deeply or carefully about something. We also talked about what question we are reflecting on this week, which is um, what is one challenge that you are currently having or have been experiencing in your classroom as it relates to your literacy instruction. So now let's talk about the why. Why focus on one challenge when, like I, you, like I mentioned earlier, we have like 99 at least. That's because looking at 99 problems at one time is overwhelming and counterproductive. It will also force you to rank your challenges and prioritize the one that's been the biggest roadblock for you. So in other words, thinking about the one, thinking about, yes, I have this list of things that are going on in my classroom right now as it relates to literacy, but I'm gonna pick one forces you to rank them in some kind of order. So like, what's the, what's the one that really demands my attention. So although we may have an challenge, there's one that comes to the forefront and we wanna be able to give all our energy to that one challenge. We also wanna think about all the ways that we've already tried to solve that problem so that we can also analyze the level of effectiveness of what we've, of what we've already tried. Meaning sometimes we assume that because what we've done hasn't eradicated the problem, that nothing is working. That's an air quotes that you can't see. This is often not the case. Looking at what we've already tried will force us to also think about what has worked and to what extent it has worked. In addition, thinking about what you have already tried makes it easier to brainstorm for new solutions. Lastly, it helps you tier this challenge. What I mean by that is as you are reflecting on the challenge and what you have already tried, you may realize that you've thrown everything in your toolbox into it and you require additional help or support. So let's recap. We talked about why it's important to think about one challenge at a time instead of all 99 at once. And that's because we can only really focus on resolving one problem at a time. In addition, we also talked about why it's important to reflect on what we have already tried to resolve that challenge in order to help us tier our challenges and know when to ask for help. Member of the Teach Better Podcast Network, better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcasts. So now let's talk about the how. <clears throat> now that we've talked about the what, the why, and the why of reflecting on one challenge you're currently having, and what you have already tried to resolve it. Let's talk about how to go through this reflection process. Let's start with an airplane view of the steps. Number one, write the question down and give yourself time to think about it. Two, think of one challenge that you are experiencing right now or one that has kept coming up for you this school year as it relates to your literacy classroom or instruction. Three, think about what you have done to try to resolve this already. Four, write down your answers, and five, read it aloud, share with a colleague, or DM me and share it with me. Okay, so you know the drill. Let's break down each step. Number one, write the question down and give yourself time to think about it. Just like the students, we need our prompts right in front of us or we will forget them. 
Also, just like students, our brains need wait time to process information. I suggest giving yourself three to five minutes to give this question some serious thought. And also a quiet space. And if you're like me and you're doing this in the afternoon, you might want an iced coffee to go along with this reflection process. Two, think of one challenge that you are experiencing right now as it relates to your literacy classroom or one that has kept coming up for you this school year. You might have one that jumps right out at you or you may have multiple challenges. Here are some questions to consider in case you need a little prompting to get you thinking. Uh, question one, was I able to keep my mini lessons mini this school year? If not, why not? Another question you may want to ask yourself is, was I able to make time to meet with small groups consistently this year? Um, another question could be, did I feel like my students made adequate progress this school year? And lastly, did I struggle with getting students to read during independent reading time? Obviously, this is not an exhaustive list, but can be a good starting point to get you thinking about possible challenges that came up for you this school year. Uh, step three, think about what you have done to, to try to resolve this already. During this portion of the reflection process, you wanna think about what solutions you have already attempted. Then you wanna think about what the results of these attempts were, meaning not just thinking of it in terms of, did this fix my problem? But also thinking about what you've tried in terms of what were the results? For example, let's say that one of the things that you struggled with was keeping your mini lessons mini, and you tried using a timer, and that worked most for the most part, um, or most of the time, yet you felt like your mini lessons didn't feel intentional. You tried having a skeleton of your lesson plans, but still felt like they fell short of what your students needed to grasp the concepts you were teaching. So what this reflection process helps you to tease out is that one, using a timer works for the most part, and two, having a lesson skeleton helps. What you might need to noodle on or think about is the fact that you are wanting to both keep your mini lessons mini and to um, make sure your students fully grasp what you are teaching and you're wanting to know how, to, how do I go about that. Um, on a not so side note, if this is you, I have a free guide that I will link in the show notes that will help you to get started with this that includes a podcast, podcast playlist related to this topic. So step four, write down your responses. I'm not sure about your mind, but mine will lose a thought faster than a kid will lose a Lego. This means that I have to write everything down. I'm assuming you're the same way, and if you're not, humor me. Writing it down helps serve as a way for you to brain dump all of your ideas and thoughts in one place. I don't know about you, but having my problems out of my head and on paper helps me to think more clearly. Step five, read it out loud. Read your response out loud and share it with a colleague or DM me at Miss Eva Mirelas on Instagram and share it with me. This will give you an opportunity to have a thought partner as you brainstorm possible solutions for your current challenges. It will also help you feel validated about the things that you have already tried. Although we would love for all of our challenges to have solutions that actually resolved the problem, the reality, and this is something that they didn't teach us in college, is that that may not always happen. The challenge may, may never actually be fully resolved 
What's important is that you are trying to resolve it and in the trying, you are learning and growing and adding tools to your teaching toolbox. Let's recap. We talked about the how of how to embark on this reflective journey. The steps were one, write the question down and give yourself time to think about it. Two, think of one challenge that you are experiencing right now or one that has kept coming up for you this school year as it relates to your literacy classroom. Three, think about what you have done to already try to resolve this. Four, write down your responses. And five, read your responses out loud, share it with a colleague and or DM me and share it with me on Instagram. Please note that I helped lead teachers in this um, process at the um, on a monthly basis. And although we embark in this process at the end of the school year, I would not recommend waiting until the end of the school year to start this habit. So in other words, start now, do it weekly. Reflection and frequent reflection helps us to feel less cluttered in our mind and helps us to have uh, to feel like more empowered and like we have some agency to do to get the thing done, right? So let's recap the episode. We talked about the what, the why, and the how of taking time to reflect on what was one challenge that you're currently experiencing or kept popping up for you in your classroom this school year, as well as reflecting on what you have already tried. If you or your campus is needing support and meeting the needs of all your readers through improving tier one literacy instruction, book a discovery call with me to see if we are a good fit. Link will be in the show notes. Until next time. Hey, Literacy Leader. If upon reflection, you decide that one of the challenges you had this year was getting your students to respond to what they read, whether that be in writing or verbally, then you are going to want to join me this summer, July 13th and 14th, for my Upper Elementary Read and Respond series here in San Antonio, Texas. Link will be in the show notes with more information. Thank you for taking a page from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. If this episode resonated with you, please take the time to rate and review the podcast on Apple iTunes so others can find it too. And take a screenshot of this episode and tag me at Miss Eva Mirelles on Instagram. Check the show notes for any links mentioned and hit subscribe so you don't miss a play from the Reading Teacher's Playbook. See you in the next episode.